The following episode I made while I was on a walk, a huff and puff walk, yesterday. As such, it's a little harsh on the ear. I suggest go and listen to something else instead. I'm out on a walk. Next episode. I don't know what the title of the episode is going to be as I start speaking this next episode, but I'll get cracking and eventually I will have a title because titles always pop out for me. And when I do, I'll write that title in and it will be as if I had thought of that title from the start. Isn't that the way uh, a lot of history works as well? You know, that it was preordained, okay? So uh, I'm following in that tradition, I think. All right, and I've put no thought into this whatsoever. I'm starting from scratch. Now, just now, I put on uh, my History of the Papacy podcast because that's getting me started. And I forget, again, I forget who is doing that. I'll... I'll look at his name one day and tell you. Uh, And I just thought the very first interesting thing he said, I'll mention and that can start me off. And the very first interesting thing he said for me was uh, that he, he said, why would anyone want to listen to a history of the papacy? And then he went into a big spiel uh, selling the reasons that you might want to listen to a podcast on the papacy and uh, but in my little podcast here my the way I'll sell it to you is like this well you either do or you don't (laughs) all right that's that done now I'll listen to a few more words from him to see if I come up Uh, if he says something else interesting. By the way, I'm puffing a bit because I'm in training. I have to play a footy match in a month. I'm 56, by the way, but I still want to mix it up still. And I haven't played for 20 years. 46, 36. My goodness, I think it was 29 was my last game. So... Uh, That's pretty scary. (laughs) All right, but we have to get fit or we'll be embarrassing. All right, then. It's it's um, It's an inter school football match, Alex and Helena, between your school, the fathers of your school, against the fathers of another local school. And it's called the Battle of the Saints. It's a round robin between St. Vincent's, St. Teresa's, and St. Monica's. Now, uh, I'll be playing, I'll be in the team playing against the fathers of St. Monica's. And uh, then there's another match between St. Monica's and St. Teresa's, I believe. And then another match between St. Teresa's and St. Vincent de Paul's. You know, they're the three schools. We are St. Vincent de Paul's. And the fathers, I am told, this is the first one I've played, but the fathers, I am told, take it pretty seriously because their kids are watching. And my kids are going to be watching too, which is actually a lot of pressure. So it's not actually it's not actually going to be 
uh, all fun and games. Uh, I would lay odds that some of the other fathers will be going in hard to impress their kids. And I'd lay odds I'll be doing the same. So it's not gonna, it won't be mucking around, I don't think. Uh, I think I'll go down with two hamstrings in the first five minutes, but that's why I'm jogging right now. Well, I'm walking right now, but I will be jogging in a minute. Okay, back to... Uh, that was all relevant. Uh, you've just picked up. We are still in the Battle of the Saints. You know, this is a history of the papacy. And... Uh, and uh, this is the main thing I like about going to Mass uh, and being a Catholic. Nothing to do with Jesus, you know. In another podcast, A Paris Squawking, I tested my anti-superstition credentials by inviting Jesus uh, and God. I invited God um, to strike me down dead if he feels like it and I challenged the devil to do the same you know um I hope I die in my sleep tonight things like that you know I like I like doing things like that because it uh it uh it renders you immune from uh being superstitious you know you've got to, you have to have virtue when you're uh, making podcasts and thinking about history and things like that um and you have to be willing, if you were to do a history of Australia, for example, but you wanted to make an indifferent history of Australia, which I've done, you know, I've written, pod, I've, made, I've spoken podcasts about that. I have to be willing to say, I don't care if Australia drops down dead to hell with Australia, you know. You, now, I don't actually think like that, but for the purposes of the podcast, I do think like that, and I'm not on the side of Australia at all, you know. Otherwise, you're doing a panegyric. Is that the, how you say it, panegyric? I think that's a word that's usually used for just people, histories of people, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, where you're writing a history specifically to big up one side or the other, you know. So, uh, that, and, and it's an important point I'm making, I think. Important to me anyway. All right. So, yes, I'm doing a history of the papacy. Um, but, you know, God, if you're out there and you think you're so strong, strike me down dead tonight, you know. There you go, you know. And that... And it just makes you, it relaxes you, you know. Otherwise, you're a, you're a slave in a way, you know. And it's important for me to have this perspective. Uh, and this is part of my Zen, uh, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts. Part of my Zen is not to have a perspective, as, as much as I possibly can not have a perspective. My Zen and my virtue... Um, is to try and achieve that level of Zen, you know, and to the point of amorality, amorality, you know. Uh, all right, and that'll do for that. You, you probably get what I'm saying. It is bad to be moral and loyal and um, loyal to your nation and all that sort of thing if you're, if you're writing history. Yeah, um, you might as well not be listened to. You're not worth listening to, is my opinion. Unless, of course, you um, you disclaim that at the start, and as a disclaimer, you say, "Listen, I am about to do a history of Australia, but I come. I am going to be writing it from." the perspective of someone who is loyal to the Constitution. If you're going to say that, then any opinion you've got on Indigenous Australia uh, is worth listening to because you've already 
you've already um, disclosed is the word, you've disclosed your bias, you know. But if you're going to say, uh, I am going to tell you something about the history of Australia, and they say, where are you coming from as you say that history of Australia? And you respond, I'm, I'm responding with just pure fact, you know, logic. Uh, I am just, <laughs> I'm telling you something that's just true in an unbiased way and then proceed to give a Eurocentric uh, version of Australian history at the same time as being, wow, what a coincidence, a European Australian, then you've, you've lied. You've lied, you know. So you're not telling a history, you're uh, telling a panegyric. Now, I honestly could be using the wrong word there or saying it wrong. I don't know what the pronunciation is. Uh, well, I'm not using the wrong word really, but I don't know how to pronounce it because sometimes we read things but we don't hear things. You know, it doesn't mean you're stupid. It means you're just slightly stupid, okay? All right. Same goes with the papacy. You know, if I was coming at it from a Catholic perspective, uh, then I would not be worth listening to if you if I was pretending to be indifferent um, but I am yeah you know, I think I have achieved a certain amount of zen with these podcasts and yeah I say to hell with the Pope you know but I also say well not to hell with the Pope you know what I mean uh, but I'm not on the Pope's side I'm just curious I don't have any politics around it I don't have an opinion I'm just curious uh, my goddaughter was asking me, you know, to, uh, bringing up topics of, you know, Orthodox versus Catholic and whose side am I on being a Catholic? And I said, well, you know, I'm as much on the Orthodox side as I am on the Catholic side, you know. And I'm, sometimes I'm even more on the side of atheists. So there you go. All important stuff to me. Maybe not to you, but to me. All right, on with the show after I figure out what I'm going to say next bouncing off what my friend the papacy podcast guy is going to say next i'll jump in on myself there it's the next day uh i'll jump in on myself uh somewhere there in that segment i said that you need to be not moral or something like that um, and that it's a and it's a pretty difficult thing to get yourself in the right frame of mind to be to not come from a perspective oh, you never achieve it you know you just do your best you know you get as far as you can you know um, so you never get to absolute zero but you can get pretty close to it you know um, um, and so thinking about that, um, in another podcast, uh, I, was, I talked about um, an issue that's not comfortable to talk about, uh, the whole black and white thing. Look, there are people, and I said that in that podcast, that stop talking about black and white, you know. But black and white is a big issue, so even if you don't talk about it, it's going to keep, it's going to keep existing in the world, you know. Some people say, stop, you know. There is no such thing as black and white, you know. There are people who say that, um, but bad luck, there is. Just because you think there isn't, doesn't mean there isn't. There is. There's rappers galore. 
singing about it all the time. They go, do you know those rappers? They go on and on and on and on like I do. Uh, As you listen to my podcast, you might think, and, you know, I think this too, he goes on and on and on and never stops. I've got some friends, though. The rappers. Have you ever listened to those guys? They do that too. Um, But they sort of get applauded for it. But, gee, they go on and on and on about the same sorts of things, just over and over. Um, Yeah, But because they're doing it in some sort of rhythm, it seems acceptable. But if you... If you look a little closer, they're just, they've just got verbal diarrhoea just like me and never stop talking about their opinions on things like black and white. <laughs> yeah. and, and same goes for a lot of, you know, white people. Stop talking about white. Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't matter if you think there's no such thing as white. There is because there's a lot of people who consider themselves white. And just because you don't, if you're European, let's say... Um, it doesn't mean they don't. And um, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Now, I happen to think like you, if you're that person who just gets sick of hearing black and white, you know, we had a shooting. We had two shootings in America, and the first thing I heard on the radio, we didn't have any shootings. America had shootings, you know. We don't have shootings, really. We have them occasionally, but not like America, because we have gun control. Now, um, but America doesn't have gun control, so they have massive, you know, uh, massacres. Lots of them, lots of them. You know, we have one now. We seem to have one every, what, 20 years since Port Arthur. Um, All right. But we had a massacre. No, they had a massacre. We didn't have a massacre. They had a massacre. Um, The other day, uh, they had two massacres in the one day, I think. And the first thing I heard on the news was, there's been a massacre in whatever, El Paso, Texas. A white man. Oh, God. You know, that's the first thing I thought. Because in Australia, it doesn't get reported like that. It gets reported as, uh, you know, Man shoots 20 people. We are racist, of course, you know, uh, and the newspapers might even get excited if it is a Sudanese guy. They might get a little more excited than normal, especially the Herald Sun, because they want to sell papers mainly. They're not that political. They just want to sell papers. All right, so black and white is a huge thing, especially in America. Um, all right, but, you know, we're turning into America. We're trying to, you know, which would be a bad move. Um, but this amorality of which I speak, um, it's a little bit like, um, and I, I actually thought this before I did that black and white um, series of episodes in that other podcast, and um, I called it Naz versus Biggles, you know, because Naz thinks in black, you know, black and white terms, and... Don't worry about who Naz is, he's a rapper. And Biggles, he t- he thinks in that way too. You know, Biggles, if you don't know who Biggles is, don't worry about it. Okay, so they think in black and white things, even if you don't. And even if you think they shouldn't, they do. Which gets me on to what I'm about to say. I myself think it would be helpful if everyone stopped talking about it. But in that other podcast, I elected to be amoral to my own 
judgment and values and all that sort of thing. I said to my, you know, for my own purposes, I don't want to talk about matters black and matters white. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to even have a dialectic on that, you know, or a monolectic as I call it. I don't want to debate that. I don't want to, you know. But then I said, out of respect for people who do, I'm going to. Okay. So this is the sort of amorality um, that I'm talking about. Uh, I am not being true to myself. I'm deliberately being untrue to myself by having a, a, a debate with myself on a matter I don't even want to debate with myself. And why am I doing that? Because I just want to hop in someone else's shoes, walk a mile in someone else's shoes, even if I can't stand that person. You know, and I can't stand Naz, really. And on that level, I can't stand Biggles either. So there you go. And you might say, but, you know, it's not helpful. And this is where my, you know, it's not helpful to have that discussion. Let them have that discussion, but don't add to it. And I say, yes, it's not helpful. But part of my amorality and my willingness to look at things from every perspective, in in principle, part of my amorality, my uh, virtue as a commentator, if you like, part of my amorality is to put aside any thought of being helpful and moving us forward. Um, yeah. Even if I personally think it's unhelpful to discuss something, right, unhelpful on a moral level, yeah. even if I think it's unhelpful, I'll discuss it anyway for virtuous reasons, amoral virtuous reasons, you know. I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. I don't know whether it's coming across or not, uh, things... You know, I want to see things from other people's perspectives, even if I don't like them. And I want to debate things, even if I don't want to. Now, that didn't seem to make sense, but I know what I'm thinking. Right. Now, back to my huff and puff walk, because I just, um, and this is the beauty of podcasts, I just interrupted my speech, which was a spiel that was going on and on and on and on like a rapper. I just interrupted it there. Um, so it will it will now pick up where it left off right now. Aha! His name is Stephen Guerra. Yeah, Guerra. You know, Guer. You know, like the French word Guer. War. Uh, good name, Stephen. Warmonger. <laughs> That's his name, Stephen Guerra. Um, and now, and I, I just did listen to the very next thing he said, and I did find that interesting. The problem with me, you'll find, is I find nearly everything interesting. Now, the next thing he said was why he likes podcasting in general. Uh, he said that most history on TV is rubbish. I have no idea. I have never watched history channels, as they call them. I don't have time to watch anything. I have time to speak, because I can do it when I'm walking or driving, and I have time to listen, because I can do that when I'm walking and driving, but I do not have time 
in my life to actually watch anything. In fact, my goddaughter sometimes sends me a uh, three-minute YouTube clip of someone speaking or singing, as the case may be, and um, and she often expresses surprise that uh, when she sends me some song to listen to, that I've only listened to it, but I haven't watched it because in the modern era I'm old-fashioned. Uh, I listen to music, uh, but in the modern era, uh, apparently it's all important to watch the music as well. Uh, and perhaps more work has been put into the music video than has been put into the song, which, if that's true, I'm very glad about because most music I listen to, not much work has been put into the song. All uh, all, uh, effects, you know, lots of effects, but not much gone into... The music. The music. Uh, I, I, I hear. I don't watch movies either. Now I'm not actually. I don't watch movies. I don't watch music videos. Um, you know, I'm not on social media. All that sort of thing. Now this is none of this is to try and big myself up as some sort of uh, uh, indifferent kind of um, Buddhist type of. Uh, deep thinking sort of thing. I'm not. I'm actually. If I did watch a lot of movies, I would. Uh, I, my head would be filled with wonderful perspectives that I've never even dreamed of. I am missing a lot, and by not being on social media, I am also missing a lot. I am aware of this. Um, for an experiment, I went on social media quite a few years ago now I think maybe three years ago and uh, there were people on social media that I made what they call friends with they weren't my real friends because I didn't know who the hell they were Uh, but um, I made friends with people I was on social media uh, under fake names I'm, I'm I'm under everything under fake names you know this podcast is under a fake name and I even forget what that fake name is just at the moment because I've got a fair few podcasts and they're all under different names I will lose track you won't so you will never find them all right now uh so I was on social media and I ended up chatting to plenty of people who were very inspiring to chat to. You know, I ignored everybody who wasn't, and I ended up getting chatting to some really amazing people on social media. Now, those people were much smarter than me, all of them, because I don't speak to people who aren't smarter than me. Uh, I only speak to people who are smarter than me in general. I only marry people who are smarter than me, and so on. Uh, and in that case, much smarter than me. Because when you play tennis, always play tennis with someone better than yourself. Otherwise, you're just marrying people to make yourself feel smart. (laughs) That has got nothing to do. There's my philosophy on marriage. How do you like that? Right. Uh, So, uh, um, so I'm listening to this guy 
and yeah so yes when I say such things as I just said that oh my goodness you know I don't watch movies and I don't watch video clips and I don't do this and I don't do that and I'm not on social media and I, I don't have news coming through on my phone because I don't want to be subject to algorithms and all that sort of thing if I want to find out something I'll go hunting for them I don't want them manipulating my thinking and putting me into what they call echo chambers and all that sort of thing you know when I say that I'm not being highfalutin uh, you know as I've said before in a podcast you'll never find because even I wouldn't know where it is uh, um, I, I, I do like to be a philosopher of sorts but to be a philosopher you don't have to be clever um, you can be quite stupid. To be a philosopher, all you have to be is willing to be a philosopher. You have, all you have to do is put your hand up. Um, you can be enough enough like me, but all you have to do is put your hand up. I did hear someone say that once. Oh, he's a philosopher. He must be clever. Not referring to me. I don't know what the context was, but I heard something like that once. And I thought to myself, oh, no, you don't have to be clever to be a philosopher you have to be willing it's a very different thing and conversely perhaps it goes without saying you can be a non-philosopher per se uh, and be highly intelligent absolutely intelligent Uh, you know far more intelligent than me Uh, in fact um if I was going to, if I was going to fly to the moon, I would not want a philosopher designing my rocket. I would like a physicist of some sort, and a few people good at technology, you know, that sort of thing. Okay, um, and I, I think I, I sort of talk about that in a minute Uh, actually I think I uh, from memory I start talking about the fact that someone can be a theist you know a theist who literally believes in God and who at the same time can easily be smarter and more wise than me and more logical than me you know have a better grasp of logic you know he's just starting with a premise and then being logical after that uh, but that's, there's, there's nothing illogical about that. You know, he, um, he discloses his premise and then, uh, you know, which is, you know, I, I believe in one God who created everything. And, um, and then he, uh, he um, operates with complete logic under that premise. You know, and um, that the, the greatest theologists in history are geniuses there is no doubt about that and i am not a genius and i i think i go on to talk about that a little bit in my original speech which is which i'm hopping back to now let's say i was uh having a chat with someone who was a devout christian true believer uh Now, number one, as I've said, I wouldn't be chatting to that person unless that person was smarter than me because they're my favourite people to speak to. Okay, so, uh, and 
obviously my goddaughter can take that as a, a big compliment as well because I speak to her more than anybody else on this planet, as it turns out, my wife aside. Uh, but she doesn't mind that because I bore her senseless when I talk about philosophy. Uh, but my goddaughter likes it, so that's fine. Uh, now, uh, so uh, if I was speaking to a devout Christian... And that person was saying that, yes, water definitely did get turned into wine. And, and this person, by the way, is a renowned scientist, let's say. Yeah. And uh, does great work in science and technology. All right. And very well, very much knows that water on an atomic level, H2O, is rather di- it's rather difficult to uh, get the neutrons and the, you know, to get, to get the... Uh, the atoms to, uh, you know, it's very difficult to get that nuclear fusion going on a hydrogen, uh, on, um, on, H, on hydrogen, uh, on a water molecule, H2O. It's very difficult to get that amount of energy going that you need to convert those mo- the water molecules into wine molecules. Uh, I'd like to know what wine molecules do look like. What they must have carbon and nitrogen and things like that in it. Must they be organic or something? All right. Uh, so, you know, so logic. You know, like as a scientist, my friend is not going to operate under the premise. You know, he's not going to build machines. Uh, that, you know, when he's operating with water, when he's doing any, uh, let's say he's making alcohol, you know, <laughs> he's got a still and he's making alcohol and one of the byproducts of that might be water or something. Uh, he is, uh, and my, my chemistry is very fuzzy, you know, uh, but He's not going to actually spend $4 million on fortifying his laboratory just in case a bit of nuclear fusion occurs for the second time in history and a huge amount of energy is given off that blows Melbourne sky high because water has just been uh, spontaneously converted into wine accidentally uh, uh, spontaneous uh, you know because that does happen every now and again it's only happened once in history in the time of Jesus and the whole wedding party at Canaan wasn't blown up well there was a second miracle uh, that a nuclear fusion my goodness I think you have to put a lot of energy in don't you is nuclear fission is that the one where you blow up the wedding party at Canaan? I'm just having a bit of fun here as I'm winding down on my walk, quite obviously, and I'm wasting your time, but I don't mind. I'm pretty sure I didn't finish that thought, but if I had, I would have ended up saying something like, you know, a theist can be a scientist at the same time. Uh, There's not necessarily any conflict. Uh, A faithist, you know, someone can be a person of faith and a scientist at the same time. Two hats can be done, and um, I I, I may and I may not explore that. I know I've explored that in other podcasts, 
and I, I think a parrot squawking was a podcast in which I explored that. Uh, but faith and science are not on the same uh, playing surface. You know, one's cricket and one's football, right? So, um, yeah, they're not they're not playing the same game. So they're not in you know it's not in competition. It's like if you've got a the Essendon cricket team um, is not in conflict with the Collingwood football teams. Uh, they're playing different games, and, and I've explored that somewhere else at another in another time and place. Uh, I know I know that much. Um, all right, I'll just leave that thought and just let it drift off. I may get back to it. Now, uh, right, uh, Alex, I'm. What I've been doing with all this walking is burning off time whilst you're in Cubs. You go to Cubs and you salute the flag at the end. Oh, did I say I didn't care about Australia? Gee, I might have been lying. <laughs> you, you got your little cross on the back of your scarf. Your scout scarf, you know. Dib, dib, dib. Dob, dob, dob. Dib, dib, dib. Do your best. Do your best. Do your best. Uh, dob, dob, dob. Do our best. Do our best. Do our best. I love the whole cub thing. I did cubs myself. And uh, it's... How shall I say it? Um, it's... Look, it's our culture. And... Um, there's about 25, 35 people in your group. Let me see, seven, 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 four, 28. There's uh, four groups of seven in the Cubs in there right now with you. I just walked past and um, just the discipline is wonderful and the sense of belonging to a community and uh, the scout master, she only has to make a slight flick of her wrist and all the cubs uh, fall silent or, you know, a different... uh, She makes a different hand gesture and all the cubs split off into four corners of the room and it's it's really wonderful, all that stuff. And, um, And... And I just think it's good for children. Now, you might say, if you're very secular, that, and especially if you're a certain kind of progressive, um, and I'm being political here a little bit maybe, but not in the podcast, all right? So, you know, if you analysed my podcasts, you'll hear me go one way, then the other. You could pull apart my podcasts, and I'm just having a chat here. I just feel like having a chat, kids. Yeah, this is only for the kids. Uh, you could pull apart my kids. Uh, no, you couldn't. You could pull apart my podcasts. Don't you dare pull apart my kids or I'll get all scouts on you and <laughs> and attack you with a Bowie knife and, and then tie you up with a pretty impressive knot. Okay, now, if you pull apart my podcasts, you would find one podcast where I've been a red-under-the-bed communist. Most certainly, you know, and you can hate me for that if you're not. And then you could find another podcast where I'm being an anarchist. And then another podcast where I'm being a racist. And then another podcast where I'm being a progressive. That's all my zen. Uh, But right now, that was just a little commentary that uh, 
Alex, you are being socially constructed in there in a bad way on one level. Uh, you know, a secular, highly secular atheist would hate the way that there's a prayer at the end of Cubs. Everybody in a circle and they say a prayer and salute the flag. And I'm talking about the Australian flag, which means I'm talking about the European Australian flag, which means I'm, I'm talking about the British Australian flag. And there's a photo of the Queen up on the wall, right? Bad? Well, you know, up to you. But I'm not pulling him out of Cubs, progressives, if you're listening. Uh, because uh, kids, need, kids need that structure. They don't necessarily need that structure, but they need some structure. Uh, am I brainwashing, well, my wife and I, are we brainwashing the kids in a certain direction? Uh, you know, pushing them in the Christian. Should we not, should we not um, give them no, push them in no direction in particular? Uh, well, do you know what? That's impossible. That's impossible. And I'll, you already know what I mean by that. Uh, but I guess what I'm saying is uh, we are putting them through, um, we, are, we are putting our kids through a tribal Catholic upbringing. And, but then again, I, I read uh, Greek myths to my children all the time and tell them stories from ancient Greece and all that sort of thing because I'm fascinated, you know, look, I'm a Hellen- I'm a Hellenophile, I'm a Philhellene and uh, so I heard, um, I heard my daughter, you, Harley, I heard you say the other day to Alex, uh, all fake names, uh, I heard you say to Alex, Alex! You are not God. You are not Zeus, all right? And you were actually angry. But gee, I was pleased because you you thought of God and Zeus, you know, and by God, we mean the Catholic kind of God. Uh, we are the chosen ones. Uh, we got that from the Jews. Uh, but, uh, and Alex, you, I can tell you this for a fact, uh, you do not see the Christian God as being any more true than Zeus or the rainbow serpent. Do you know kids are more sophisticated than they appear, in my opinion? They can handle it. Uh, do you know that um, they're in, in what, a country like Switzerland, kids, kids will know three languages. Uh, what are they? French, German and whatever. And, uh, well, Belgium, what is it? Flemish? French and English, is it? But most kids will know three different languages. And we're tempted to think, gee, they'll be confused because they're just little children. Uh, Just teach them one language so you don't confuse them. Uh, But then, and, and, and the same logic seems to apply when people are talking about religion. Don't teach them atheism uh, and Christianity and Greek myths as equal truths at once because you'll confuse them. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now, I have not observed this to be the case. They can handle it. And not only that, they can handle it with a plum. Uh, 
<laughs> they're just totally relaxed about it. They're not fussed. Just like if you've got a, 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 a parents, one of them is speaks Mandarin at home and the other one speaks orange. Um, the kids just, they just switch from one language to the other and they're not even thinking about it. They're not fussed, they're relaxed. And the same goes with religion. Now I'm really rambling now, but I'm enjoying this. And I'm still walking around because I've got another, what is it? I've got another 20 minutes till seven, eight, yeah, 8.30 you break up Alex. So I've got another 20 minutes of walking before you break up Alex from your scout group. And, um, okay, so that's what I mean by all of that. Now, my podcast guy, what was he talking about? Did I forget? Uh, he said podcasting is um, good. What did he say? Why did he say that? He said that because he said um, in no other medium that he knows of, and I can't think of any either, can you... Um, can you say something and then immediately or even later cut in on yourself and correct yourself or add a little bit of nuance? Uh, so I do that all the time. What does all the time mean? Every second? No, I do that very often. Uh, what I do is I, I, I speak for an hour, you know, um, and just off the top of my head, as I am now, I just speak and speak and speak and speak and speak. And then I, I listen back to what I've just said. And then I put an intro at the start. I won't do that for this podcast because I like the way I started this one, this episode, sorry. Uh, I often speak for an hour straight or 40 minutes straight or whatever until the, pod, until the phone goes flat or someone rings me. And then I, I listen to it and I go, oh, yeah, what a load of crap that was, you know. I do often say that, but I tend not to delete it. What I do instead is I put a little intro at the start, you know, to give it a bit of strength, whatever I was talking about, and then throw something at the end along the same lines so it almost comes across as pre-thought out and then I listen to it and I you know I hear a massive generalization made by me somewhere in there and um and I go I'll just interrupt myself there you've probably heard me say that on occasion now this is the power of podcasting and I think it's a great medium um when you release a history if you were to write a history book uh it's out there um, and you almost have to wait for the second edition before you can fix it up. Uh, but there's a real immediacy with podcasts and, um, and it's very chatty and you can, and yeah, you can interrupt a podcast you made yesterday and, and insert a corrective. I reckon that's fantastic. And, um, that way you can be wrong and then give you, give yourself an alternative fix on the fly um that is a real sparkling kind of medium uh, within which you can have a chat about something like history because as i often have said in the past i don't think history is something you can explain or learn you can't teach history in my book you can't teach history history is something to have a chat about 
You can only discuss history. It's got too many angles. No, you know, you can teach, you can teach how to go about discussing history, different alter, you know, alternative ways to go about history. You know, and and classic ways are where you, you know, they, they seem to be some sort of all histories seem to be a combination of uh, somewhere on the spectrum of we have already decided. Um, what our what how we want the history to play out, and then we'll go backwards and make the facts fit. You know, so Christianity is a classic case of that, and that's the very definition of theology. We have already decided that God is responsible for the universe. All right, and He knows your name, and so we've already decided that. And what we'll do now is we'll look around the world, the universe, and we will see how that can make sense given that God made it. You know, so we've started, we've started with something at the end and, we'll, and then we're, making, we're forcing the evidence to fit. Now, a lot of atheists are chortle at Theo people for doing that. Uh, but then atheists are doing the same thing. They start with the premise that there's no God and let's force all the evidence to fit that, you know, so they're no different. It's, it's another kind of theology. And uh and nothing. My spiel just then got interrupted by an incoming phone call. Uh, but on this occasion... Uh, I am not going to get back to it. I'll just let that episode drift off. Uh, I'm sure it was going somewhere. But it's not about the journey, is it? (laughs) Well, that's what my mum says. It's about... Wait a minute. No, she says the opposite. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And that episode was about the journey because it went nowhere.